Hi, this is Dixie. Um, my last name is Kovatic. I am doing my very first podcast. Actually, actually, that's not true. I did do two podcasts, and then I was like, oh, I don't think this is sounding good. So I scrapped them. You know, I deleted them from the from the show. So I'm doing segments on mental health issues right now because I'm dealing with a lot of stuff and I just um yeah if you're dealing with some things maybe tune in or something um mental health I believe affects every single person on the face of the planet, whether it affects you differently or whether you just don't know that you have a mental health health, uh, problem. Um, But we are all affected by it. It's worse than the coronavirus. Like, everybody has a breakdown. Everybody melts. Everybody is overwhelmed. Everybody gets stressed. Everybody panics. Everybody have anxiety, everybody has something wrong, whether it be depression, whether it be panic attacks, whether it be bipolar, or schizophrenia, autism, um, anything, anything dealing with our brain, our minds, our structures, that is the wiring of the brain, whether, whether you're fucked up or not, and you go around day after day after day doing your work, taking care of your kids, whatever you're doing, and you don't feel like you're going to break, have a breakdown. You don't feel those panic attacks coming on. Okay, so you're normal. We'll be fucking do for you. You're fucking normal. But honestly, 100%, there's not a fucking person on the fucking face of the planet that cannot tell me that they never had that day where you broke. You can be going about your day and you get the phone call that somebody just died in your family. Let's say your mom, your dad, your uncle, your brother, your sister, whatever. That puts a toll on your mental health, too. You break. You just cry. You may not cry at that moment, but what if you stub your toe? You stub your toe and all that flashes back into your memory at that moment. You stub your toe and you just cry about it. But you're not crying about stubbing your toe. You're crying about the death that occurred in your family. It don't have to be death it can be anything we all have these fucking struggles in our life we all have something up here in our brains and why do we feel so ashamed to share with anybody that hey you know what 
I have PTSD. Hey, you know what? I have bipolar. Hey, you know what? I have depression. Why do we hold that back? Are we not allowed to be sick? I'm sick physically. But I cannot be sick mentally either. It's the stigmatism that everybody has to be fucking normal. In our fucking generation, our fucking life, everybody has to walk down the street perfect. But we ain't perfect. There's not a single perfect perfect person on the face of the planet. Everybody has something, at least 5% wrong with their mentality. Not everybody is... Not even Einstein with a not even that high of an IQ, you know. He was only 160 IQ. He still had something mentally wrong with him. Every person should take mental health seriously. Y'all fucking scared about the fucking coronavirus. And you're panicking and buying toilet paper. I don't know why the fuck people are buying toilet paper. Maybe they ran out. Like, seriously. But, um... That panic, uh, pandemic of a, a virus, and y'all are out buying up the store like you had money, and then this pandemic goes away and you ain't got no fucking money for food. Anyways, um, isn't that a problem in our society? Say, hey, wait, stop a minute, look, you guys got something mentally wrong. Two, it's cool to be panicking, but seriously, calm the fuck down, relax, chill, take a chill pill. It's not as bad as everybody thinks. It could get worse. You're right, it could get worse, but chill relax anyways mental health is a really big issue not in just United States but all over the fucking country and I'm not even living in United States I live in Israel and you know I see it here as bad now yeah there's some crazies here it's funny it gets bad mental health gets bad when you do not get the proper treatment do not get the proper help do not talk to the proper people about it if you cannot identify it and if you feel like you don't have a problem 
You're not going to get the help that you need. You're going to self-medicate and you're going to cause the problem to get worse. Mental health is not something to be ashamed of. Okay, so you're schizophrenic. Get the help that is needed before it becomes too late. And it's a a sensitive topic to me because I, I have mental health issues. I am autistic. Um, I've been, you know, I'm a neurological person, you know, so autism is um, something a lot of people are familiar with. Obviously, it's, you know, it's the difference in our brains. Um, I will do a segment on autism later in the, later, I'm going to do different, uh, different parts. And right now, you know, later I'm going to talk about autism, not now. But I'm going to hit on the some of the factors that I do have in my mental health issues. And being autistic is not really necessary. Okay, it deals with your brain, but it's not like, oh my gosh, she's mentally unstable. It doesn't make me mentally unstable to be autistic. It doesn't make anybody mentally unstable to be autistic. I mean, there's different levels of the spectrum. Um, you can be high-functioning autistic or you can be low-functioning autistic, but that doesn't mean that they're not unstable. They're not fucking out of their minds. They're not... Like... into a fucking plant because it talks back to them. Sorry. Um, but my mental health issues deal with a lot of different personal things in my life. Like I have PTSD for multiple reasons. I also have depression. And along with those, along with being autistic, along with being depressed, along with having PTSD, I also get panic attacks and anxiety brought on because of the different events that go along with having depression, PTSD, and having autism by itself causes a lot of anxiety. So I do deal with a lot of different things just because I am on the spectrum. And just because I am on the spectrum, I see a lot of dif- improvement in a lot of different areas, a lot of ways to wiggle around life. It's really weird how my brain can interpret things into work in a different format than a regular person that has a depression problem or a regular person that has a PTSD problem or whatever. My brain completely is wired in an unusual way. It's so weird. I love I love the brain patterns and stuff of my brain. It's really cool how I think. Um, 
if this podcast is sounding like I'm fucking tired, it's one o'clock in the morning, so yeah, I'm a little bit out of it, which is why I'm not going to get into the full aspects of everything, but I do, in the next segments, want to count, um, tell you what autism is and introduce you into autism and for people that don't really quite understand it I want to get into the full spectrum of autism what autism is how it is for me as a as a growing person as a adult who have been married getting a divorce and who has a child how does autism affect my life today um i want to get into that what is autism how does the brain function how does it look how is it different than a regular normal atypical person there's a lot of different things so that's going to be a few stigma um a few recordings of autism and then i'm also going to touch base on my depression and I'm going to touch base on my PTSD there's people out there that's probably been through a lot worse than things that I've seen and been through um but maybe there's somebody that's also been through the same things that I have so I'm going to talk personal like my podcast is going to be 100% real and personal and deep And I'm like having a conversation with you, even though I don't know you, I can't see you. And I'm just straight talking into my phone. Um, My podcasts are going to be just like real and deep. My opinions, my things, my, um, my way of life, the things that I've been through, me as a person, because... Even though I go see a psychologist every Sunday, I still feel like I need to get my word out. And, you know, one way I was going to do this by writing a book, a fictional fictional character novel, but then I was, you know, I get sidetracked in doing things and working and just like... I don't have time to sit there and write down these books, but maybe if I open myself out like this, other people can actually hear me and actually know what I've been through and actually can probably relate. And all I'm trying to reach out for is somebody that can relate. And, um,. can sit there and be like yeah I've been through something similar to that so I want to help people by hearing my stories you know saying girl you ain't not you are not alone whatever the fuck you're going through right now I probably done been through it you know so like you're not alone you're not alone um and that's one thing that i want to reach out to anybody that is listening is that you are an individual but that individual is not alone we can 
get up and do together. We can got we got this life together. There's a connection between every single person on the face of the planet. You know, I know this person. You know this person. You know this person, and the circle is small. There's billion of people on the face of the planet, but for somehow we are all connected. I may not know every single person in the world, but somehow I know this person, and that person knows this person, and that person knows this person, but that person knows this person, and that person knows what who I know. Isn't that weird that we are we can be connected that way? That Somewhere down the line of knowing this person, that person, this person, that person. One of those people are going to know who I know. So yeah, you are not alone. At all. You might feel like you're alone dealing with the shit that you're dealing with. But somebody has walked not in your exact shoes. But have walked in the same type of lines as you have. And I want to catch base on that. This is what my podcast is about. It's about mental health. It's about my life. It's about my bullshit. It is about... Everything that I come in contact with in the world. My opinions... Um, Anything that I fucking see on TV, my life, whatever, I'm going to spit it. You know, that's what I'm going to spit out to you is everything, everything and anything, whether it be a fucking philosophy idea, it's coming out. So my podcast is like open, open conversation, even though, you know. It's my phone. But there's somebody out there in the fucking world that needs to hear what I have to fucking say. So please, join me in hearing what I have to fucking say. Yeah. And... Thank you for listening to my very first podcast. I hope that we meet again on the next segment and we can get into a more fully conversational discussion about different mental health problems that I want to bring up. Um, The first one being about autism maybe maybe I'm going to start with there and then we're going to work through the other different um, things so that's what I'm looking towards and maybe I'll just do a podcast here and there about like bullshit in my life so stay tuned if you want to hear from me and I'm sorry about the groggy voice and the like cast over but um time difference and like I'm tired 
and like I said, it's one o'clock in the fucking morning, so a little like uh, out of it. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Hi, so this is Dixie, and I'm trying to get a podcast out while my daughter is sleeping. So um, I'm doing segments on mental health because I think it's very important to have these conversations about different aspects of mental health. There's different spectrums. There's different levels of everything. I mean, a bipolar person is not the same as two bipolar people in a room uh they might have bipolar but they're not going to be as moody or they're not going to look at the world as the same i mean everybody has different spectrums um person on uh, the person with autism has different spectrums different person with um schizophrenia has different levels of where their schizophrenia is at uh, whether they suffer from hallucination or whether they're just fucking being paranoid. Um, there's different there's different levels of mental health. I don't know very much about it. Um, but I going to talk about my my perspective in being on the spectrum of autism and being on the different levels of um uh, mental health issues that I do suffer with, that I do, uh, that I'm working with, that I'm working on, that I'm always going to be working with. Um, And I do have a psychologist and I do uh, work towards these things. So these um, first few segments that I'm going to be talking to you guys about and is about mental health. So this one is going to be mostly talking about um, autism in the brain and how it functions. Because we have to understand the different levels of our brains in order to understand the different aspects of uh, mental health. Um, so I'm going to start with autism. And a lot of people, even though... Uh, even though it's becoming more and more um, diag- uh, people with diagnosis, um, a lot of it is still like unknown, undiscovered. So I have a book by Temple Grandin, uh, The Autistic Brain, Thinking Across the Spectrum, which is actually a really, really good read if anybody wants to pick it up. But you can pick it up at most of your local uh, libraries or even at bookstore I got this one at books of noble or barnes and noble and the barnes and noble barnes and noble sorry it's been a few years um since I picked this book up and really she well okay first of all Tibble Grannon has autism she was born in 1947 and she has a mild case of autism, which, but it's like, yeah, she's on the high functioning level of autism. And she is like really, really intelligent. And actually the way 
we tend to slaughter our cows is because she she invented um a more humane way of doing the the cow slaughtering she's a fascinating woman i read her book i read her biology i read this one i've also seen her movie uh, she has a a movie about herself um and how she grew up with being autistic in the early 1950s 1960s um and uh, she went to universities she was she came uh, uh had a her um uh, master's degree and then she went into being a phd so she's a doctorate um she's a fascinating woman um so if you really are interested in the topic of autism please look into it um So, anyways, as I was saying, so this, um, this, I'm going to do a few segments on mental health. And the reason why I'm doing this is because a lot of people overlook that the stigma of mental health. If you have mental health problems, then you're fucking crazy, right? And it gets a bad label. Mental health problems get a bad label. No matter what it is, like if you have schizophrenic, oh wow, you're so, you know, you need to be psych, uh, locked up in a psych ward. Um, no, that's not the point. That's not how it, it works. It needs to be adjusted and it needs to be not overlooked. And a lot of things, a lot of behaviors, a lot of things that we come in contact gets overlooked and over pushed away and we don't want to deal with it we don't want to deal with somebody that has bipolar we don't want to deal with somebody that has depression we don't want to deal with them they need to go see a a psychiatrist they need the medicine they need to get the medicine they need to get the pills they need to go see a psychologist they need to talk about their problems because i don't want to deal with them i don't want to deal with those people and we need to as society as a whole need to start understanding people, understanding with their perspective, understanding everybody has some reason to break down and cry. Like I was saying in the very first reason, and like I was talking to a friend of mine, and I'm not going to mention any names because that's, you know, a being. But anyways, we're just talking and talking, I mean, texting. And he's like, you know, I brought up the issue that I... um have mental health issues and that you know it's something that I'm dealing with and something that I'm going through and that I do see a psychologist for them and it's not like major major shit you know it's like I have a little depression um and I have PTSD and with PTSD and depression I get panic attacks and anxiety and actually my anxiety is because I do and have been diagnosed with autism since I was two years, two, three years old, three, three and four years old, to be honest with you. 
Um, I was put into a university for studies, and they did studies of my behavior. They looked at my brain, and we will get into a lot of that stuff with uh, the help of Temple Grandin, because there's a lot of underlying things, and it's just going to be one. This is discovering, this segment that I'm doing is discovering the autistic mind discovering the autistic mind is the name of this um segment um and basically i want to get into like what is what is what what can we move forward on um there's a lot of research being done today about the brain of an autistic person where does it come from is it genetics um there was a lot of fake news regarding uh, regarding autism as far as the shots go vaccinations cause autism that is not true please do not listen to that vaccinations do not cause autism and in fact it you know it doesn't hurt to get vaccinated with your kids um i had all my vaccinations my sister had vaccinations i have autism she did not um so it's literally it's it's just you know and maybe if i put it into this perspective and maybe if you pick up a book i'm not trying to insult anybody i'm not trying to say that you don't read um but it's a really really good read and i would like to have anybody interested in reading it Please find more about what autism is, especially especially those that have autism. You know, we have to understand our, our brain and why we function this way uh, just as much as the person that is atypical. Um, a lot of people don't understand how we go and what whatever. Um, so I'm going to get started on that so that's what so i'm not going to go all into it because there's a lot so i'm going to cut up into sections and we will get through it and i also want to talk about how autism is for me like what is autism like for me so um there's a lot that i wanted to cover and the very first part of this segment is going to be discovering the autistic mind because we're talking about um the mind and how it functions and exactly um the findings of it so in 1943 dr craner was the very first child be- uh, behaviorist psychologist that took studies of different children he had 11 people he had 11 children in, in these study groups and they all had different behaviors and he was the he was the one to help understand that there's something underlying here and he he's the one that said okay these kids are with autism these kids are atypical. So what causes these kids to be autistic and what causes these kids to be just normal, atypical uh, children? So, you know, he did these underlining studies and he wrote, uh, ten, uh, first of all, he wrote 
he wrote a paper stating that it was a biological paper. It was a biological issue. It was um, we, autism is brought to us because of the underlying issues in our biology, whether it be genetics or whatever. It's an underlying issue in our genetics, in our biology. That's what causes us to be autistic. But then, and then as he started to do more research on it, he said, no, it's more of a psychologist. It's a more of psycho. It's more of a psychological uh, thing. It's more of a psychological problem. So, a lot of people throughout his theory on it being a biology, uh, biology, um, uh, and started to go with the psychology, and he, that's not what he was saying. A lot of people took his his words out of context and took what he was trying to say is he was trying to say is that is not only in our in our DNA is not only in our biology but is also a psychology uh, problem that we have to work with and a lot of people said oh you're blaming the the parents the parents are no good they treat their kids like this it's not it's not the case so his words got taken out of context a lot of the times but he also opened the doors for new psychologists new doctors new biologists new uh, scientists all around to take his research and make it to what it is today so in 1943 um dr craner opened the doors for the knowledge and awareness of autism and the presence in autism and without him uh temple grandin probably would be lost to the world and not what she is today because of her and because of him Coming into this world, they were able to take, like, she had over 71 brain, brain scans, MRIs, to really focus on what is autism. She wants to get to the core bottom of it. So, she's an awesome person, and this is what it's like. So... In 1989, Timbo Grannon had her first MRI done. Um, and this is what she says, so I'm going to quote it. She says, I immediately noticed that it wasn't symmetrical. A chamber on the left side of my brain of ventricle was obviously longer than the corresponding one on the right. The doctors told me that this asymmetry uh, wasn't significant and that, in fact, some symmetries between the two halves of the brain is typical. But since then, scientists have learned how to measure this asymmetry with far greater precisions than was possible in 1987. And now we know that the ventricle 
elongated to this extent seems to correlate with some of the symptoms that identify me as autistic. And scientists have been able to make that determination only because of extraordinary advances in narrow imaging technology and research. So how can neural imaging allow us to um, find a common core in the brain for autism? What does what does what does it look like? How does the brain function? What does it look like? What does these different aspects do? Neural imaging can't tell us everything, um, but it can tell us a lot. It can answer. It can answer that this part of the brain is functioning for for seeing, for optical, or this part of the brain is for reading and speech. And it can answer. And those different parts of the brain look like this. Um, actually, a scientist dissected. Albert Einstein's brain when he literally Albert Einstein before he died said no one touches my brain but his brain was stolen and the scientists cut up his brain not to mutilate it but to do research in science and he found a portion of Albert Einstein's brain that said hey I'm coded like this I also have autism I also had autism. Look at me. I'm a person with 160 IQ and I have autism in his brain. His brain is decoded like that. So there's certain parts that can be found in the brain that says, hey, this brain does not act normally. How does the autistic brain look different from normal brain? And what does the autistic brain do differently than the normal brain? Answers that have allowed us to take behaviors have also been the basis of an ASD diagnosis and begin to match them with to the biology of the brain. So this goes back to the advances made from Karen. Karen said... It is a bi- there is a biology link, but there's also a psychological link. And he couldn't, like, there's different behaviors and everything. And so could that be the psychological link? Or is that, or is, is it just a biological link? But now since we have moving up into the advances and getting more technology, we are able to take images and see how the brain actually functions and what is right and what is wrong with the brain. So how do we cut the brain up into sections? There's four different sections. Actually, there's a lot more, but we'll get into the the four sections and then we move on from there. There's the frontal cortex is the frontal lobe is the part of the brain that handles reasonings, goals, emotions, judgments, voluntary uh, muscle movements. And the this is the part of the brain scientists would take 
out of different schizophrenic um, persons with schizophrenia because they they didn't know that the frontal lobe is very 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 important to have so they would just cut it out of the brain they didn't realize that it did these type of functions and now we know that you cannot cut this part of the brain out um and then there's the parterial cortex in the parterial cortex of the brain it receives and processes sensory information and manipulates numbers and then we have the optical cortex which is where the brain processes the visual information and then we have the temporal cortex and that is in the temporal core in the temporal lobe is the auditory part of the brain and keeps track of time, rhythm, and language. And actually, the temporal cortex I have a problem with because it also, because this part of the brain works 